0: The following program is paid for by Channel Mom Media. The show made for moms and families. It's Channel Mom.
1: And I'm hoping that today is going to be a, a, a truly a here for you for some folks who tune in today for, for, you know, honestly, everybody, every single mom that tunes in and maybe a few dads, because boy, do we have an inspiring story for you today. I decided to bring you this story because I, I think that most of you will be able to identify with at least a part of it. Uh, we're talking to a couple, I think it's fair to say, who has been through hell and back. Uh, It started with divorce and childhood and then abandonment and sexual abuse and drug and alcohol abuse, family battles, marital struggles, mental illness, and several close calls with death. There's something in this for everybody, and this couple's willing to tell their story. I do have a warning, and that is that, uh, you know, we're going to be careful, but there's some things in this that you may find a little disturbing. But the great news is they've gotten past it. They've gotten over it. There's redemption. There's hope. There's renewal. And that's why I want you to listen today, because I think it's going to inspire folks that anyone can change. Anybody can be rescued. God is real and he will step in to fix your story and uh, Stephen and Christian are going to talk to us in just a minute but first I want to do a little business my friends at Connect Education they, they contacted me yesterday and said a very sweet girl and their mom came in uh, her mom came in to get some help because she was struggling with learning and there's no shame in that there's so many kids that have fabulous brains but they struggle with regular kinds of learning the, the, the typical learning styles and they need something else so my friends Brianna and Pamela at Connect Education have some new techniques some new ways to help you help your child get back on track academically. I know they're going to bless you. So many testimonials coming out of their uh, place, Connect Education, and I think they can help you as well. So if you know somebody who needs help or a, a child or if you've got a child who needs help, find them at ConnectEducationCO.com or 303-680-5551. 680-5551. I hope you'll check them out. Okay. We're going to get down to business. Uh, I learned about this story that I'm going to share with you today with Stephen and Kristen from the Life Center. The Life Center is one of our partners, one of our sponsors, and they told me about a couple that came in with an overwhelmingly redemptive story that uh, you you can hardly believe the background. And so I'm going to let Steven tell most of the story, and then Kristen's going to step in at the end. But they've also got hope and help for you. They've got a group they're going to offer to folks out there. They've got um, some references that they're going to tell people about that, that you can get help or somebody that you know can get help if you've been through some of the things they're going to tell us about today. So. Welcome to Channel Mom, Stephen and Kristen. Thank you. Yes, Thank you. we're glad to have you. And it's Stephen and Kristen Daniel, I should say. I keep forgetting to say their last name. So I, my hope is that this interview is going to be a help just by Stephen telling us what he's been through. Okay, so to start from, and it, it, we're going we're gonna to try real hard, folks, to not talk too quickly like I talk every single day. We're going to try to slow it down and get to the high points, the par- points that are most important for folks to hear. But how did your life start kind of in immediate abandonment? Tell folks how, how it started
2: for you. Well, um, actually, uh, my life—the first trajectory uh, problem that my life had was my my parents got divorced uh, earlier, immediately early in, after my birth. Uh-huh. Um, you know, uh, that basically set the tone for uh, um, uh, my father abandoning uh, me later in my life, and also the abuse that I. Uh, had with my father. Um, I was uh, molested by my father at very young age. And I um, uh, uh, honestly believe... Well, I don't know. Maybe that wouldn't have happened if they wouldn't have divorced. I don't know. I don't know. But um, but you feel like you had to go and you had to talk
1: in, in court or before some officials about what he did to you. You said you weren't even sure if it was what caused it was the battle between your parents or if your mom was telling you more than actually happened. You said there was some confusion there. True,
2: true, true. My mom uh, uh, took me to a counselor um, that asked and pried at me uh, several times about uh, um, abuse with my father. Um, and uh, I really didn't know what to make out of it. Um, I had some weird memories earlier on uh, around that time, um, but I didn't know really what to make of it, and basically because I was asked so many times by so many people, um, yeah. I just folded, you know? and yeah, just yeah. I mean, I just, I
1: mean... That's where you landed. But let, let's move mm. on. So, so you're relying on a few male role models in your life. You have a, an Uncle Gordon. That's right. Um, and you have a grandpa. Right. Um, but something happens, and you get ripped out of, mm. away from all of that, and then you have to suffer more abuse at the hands of another relative. So t- tell us what happens there.
2: Okay. So um, I live in Virginia, and uh, one day my mom basically decided to up and leave uh, Virginia for Florida. And, um. When you leave,
1: when you leave Virginia and go to Florida, um, you basically leave every male role model in your life, right?
2: True, yeah. I I, I had uh, a, um, a teacher, his name was Dr. Watson, and I uh, had my uncle Gordon, and uh, a handful of other uh, adults that I looked up to, and my parents, um, my mom. Moved us away, and I was stripped away from my, my uncle, especially who I was so close to.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And he uh, brought
1: you to church. He worked in the garden yes, with you, yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. We did all sorts of stuff around his house, fishing.
1: Yeah. So let's move forward to Florida. You become kind of vulnerable and kind of a victim again. You're you're fairly young, um, and you uh, this is maybe your early teen years. A, a, a cousin uh, abuses you. With you know, B G rated here, but but tell folks, well, P G rated. Tell folks what happened there
2: um my cousin had a friend um or a lover i suppose what he was and um uh they got me really intoxicated one night and they locked me in a room with one of those dead bolts that keys on both sides so you can't open the door to leave Mm -hmm. and they had their way with me
1: okay so you were raped and it was two men right okay so that Mm -hmm. wrecked you yeah. And you called your mom, right?
2: Yeah. Um, I was. We were living in Colorado when I visited in Florida with my cousin. Okay. But, um, yeah, I called my mom. She flew me back to Colorado. Um, she had no idea that this had happened when she flew me back immediately, but she flew me back. And I told her, and, you know, so on goes the story, talked to the detectives and whatnot. I mean, it was, and you had to go through court. Right,
1: your cousin did have to register as a sex offender, True. and all that happened. So, you're how old at this point after you've gone through this traumatic experience? Fourteen. You're fourteen, and I think it's fair to say that that changed a lot of things for you. So you kind of went downhill. Tell people right. about what happened.
2: Well, I started uh, using drugs, like everything I could get my hands on, everything, and um, I was also very. Uh, promiscuous Mm -hmm. very promiscuous and um dropped out of high school um later on it was the toll took several years uh like just me being in total denial or total shock or total you know dismay
1: yeah so at 13 or 14 you 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 take a turn for the a lot worse. Um, you start using drugs. You're very sexually promiscuous. You have a lot of partners. Um, you're acting criminally. Um, all those things begin to happen, right? Right. And you, and you drop out of school. Right. Um, so then drugs begin to come in and, and threaten your life. Tell, tell us about the first drug experience that almost killed you.
2: Um, uh, when I was 20 years old, um, I got dosed uh, with LSD. The person gave me LSD comes in a liquid form sometimes. They mm-hmm. gave me the entire bottle of LSD,
3: Okay,
2: um, Which is like a lot of LSD, I mean. So
1: they put it in your mouth?
2: Yeah, they okay. just squirted it. I thought it was only going to get a drop, but they just squirted the whole vial in my mouth.
1: Okay. And then what happened?
2: Uh, well, um, everything sort of, sort of started changing. I started seeing like everything like through a pane glass window effect. Mm-hmm. And um, I was driving when it first hit me. And um I went to go pick up uh the woman that I was living with, her name was Marisol. Anyway, the point is is that I get to her work, I tell her that I'm overdosed in LSD, she didn't believe me or she took it. You know, like, you know, that can't happen or whatnot, I don't know. And um we're driving and she's driving and I'm in the passenger seat and the the effect gets extremely strong and um I try to jump out the car that was moving to kill myself before i mean i thought my life was done so but marisol put me back in the car and then i prayed which is the only really thing that you could do at that point in time yeah <laughs> you know um, you,
1: you were pretty sure you were dying
2: oh yeah oh you, I and, do, you,
1: and you went into cardiac arrest or something right
2: um well um i blacked out and i came to about a 20 minute drive away from where we were and marisol was hitting my chest mm-hmm. as we were driving and that i had a, I, I looked up in the in the vanity mirror of the the car, and my face was white. My lips were blue, mm-hmm. and um, she was screaming at me, "Breathe, just breathe." And then she, when I came to, I was just down the street from where mm-hmm. I lived. And my roommates drug me up this hill and put me in the um, the townhome we were living in, and they did CPR on me. One of the women that I was living with knew CPR, mm-hmm. and um, the ambulance came. They ran right in. They didn't even wait. They didn't bring a gurney. They just grabbed me by my arms and my legs, and they ran off to the ambulance with me.
1: Right. So, you, So you survived that. I, I want to make sure we get every little facet of this in, because I want to <laughs> explain to people how miraculous your redemption story is mm-hmm. so you went through that drug experience right. um, a- along the way you you meet your now wife Kristen right um, but there's a lot of strife there's mental illness there's there's another drug overdose um, so so can you kind of explain as quickly as you can uh-huh. um, how that happened you, and again I want I want people to understand this is a guy that you would have looked on the streets and thought, oh my goodness, what is wrong? with He was doing drugs. He was committing criminal activity. He was having multiple partners. He didn't have a home. He was, half the time he was with his mom, half the time he wasn't. He was getting abused. He, it was a mess. Right. Um, so, so you met, you kind of got your life together for a little while. So
2: t- tell me about that. Uh, yeah. Well, I went to a drug rehab, uh, went to the Salvation Army for drug rehab. And then uh, upon leaving, then leaving the drug rehab, um, I got two jobs Uh, I was working in the Aurora Mall and Kristen was walking uh, through Aurora Mall early on in the morning and I recognized her obviously you're Kristen (laughs) Uh, and um, uh, I ran to her and and she was shy with me and I gave her my number and before you know it we were seeing each other every day and then before you know it we're living together every day
1: you're living together Um, but then that didn't go so well
2: no so what happened well, um, I was on and off my meds. I wasn't really consistent uh, emotionally. And um, Kristen was starting to show some signs of mental illness too. And, uh, you know. Um, it um, was, you,
3: Kristen can come in. What? I was very unstable.
2: You're
1: very unstable. What
3: does that mean? Um, I was just angry and very unstable. Did you act out? Yes. It, Okay. I threw a phone book at him.
1: Okay. <laughs> and so you would just act out and he didn't know how to live with you. Yes. Okay. But then, so then you left. Right. Um, you lived with somebody else. True. A couple other people, right? A couple yes. other people. Yeah. 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 And then something happened that changed your whole world, but that didn't necessarily bring stability. Um, we had a son. Okay. So you got pregnant. You had a mm-hmm. son, still weren't married. True. Okay. 2 minutes left in this segment. So I'm kind of trying to bring people to to the last kind of horrific episode which was the the other drug overdose. But so then you have a son and you try to make a go of it again?
2: Yeah.
1: So tell me how that happened. Don't don't you have a son and don't you try to get to back together?
3: Yeah, we had a son. We had another son. Yeah, two boys. We had two boys. We got married. Okay. After the first or the second boy did you get married we got married while we were pregnant with our second son
1: okay so nathan and cameron nathan and cameron okay um and so then you guys get back together how long does that last um well we've
3: been together ever since
1: okay so the other women in between were bef- were before
3: yeah yeah
1: okay um so we've only got a minute left in the segment so let me just say this i'm gonna i'm gonna kind of tell people what's coming up you you had horrible marital strife both of you were diagnosed with some very serious mental illnesses um your your kids one of your eldest child gets very violent he's got mental illness your your house is kind of a time bomb people yelling and being violent and it's scary and you don't know how you're going to make it and there are problems there's also another drug issue in the middle of all this right and you can tell us about that when we come back Mm -hmm. um you can explain the time because i may be getting it wrong um But then something happens that changes everything. Yes. And you find God, and everything has been different since then. And the great news is, is you've got hope and healing to offer other people. And you have a group that other people can be a part of, and you've got a place for other people to go to. So that's the part I'm excited to get to when you get back, okay? So I want you to stick around for my friends, Stephen and Kristen, and we're going to tell you about how they found redemption, how they found saving grace. It's such a great end. So uh, stick around for the rest of Channel Mom.
0: for moms because moms have one of the most important
1: jobs on the planet we serve you through the media like our radio show and podcast and YouTube channel with helpful interviews and advice we do outreach from others through churches speaking events, channel mom coffees and now in prisons and for moms dealing with homelessness we'd love to serve you or have you volunteer with us because moms need to be honored so tell us if you need a speaker or help from our outreach or just want to become a partner to keep channel mom thriving for moms at channel com
0: It's Channel Mom Radio with Jenny Dean Schmidt. We're here for you.
1: Welcome back to Channel Mom. Look. This is a long story, and the reason that I decided to have Stephen and Kristen on today is because there's an ending that I think anyone can get hope from, and there are also resources that we're going to share. If you know anybody that's been through something like this or is going through something like this, or if you're going through it, let's just be honest. We all have stuff. Every single one of us does. No, None of us are better than Stephen and Kristen. So you went through just this life of abandonment and and recklessness and, and half the time having your family to help you and half the time not having them to help you. You had drug and alcohol abuse. You had overdose. You had criminal activity. You had sexual promiscuity. You, you Just everything. You, you lost folks. People died in your life because of all that you were being exposed to. So there you meet Kristen. The two of you don't get married. You live together. You have your first son after you have your first son, you both are struggling with mental illness and think we can't live together, we can't do this. And it's not good because you still love her and she still loves you, but you're apart and it's yucky, but you don't know how to fight for this relationship because it's not even a marriage yet. Um, Then you have an experience and it's this experience that changes everything. And that's why Kristen said to me, well, once we got back together, we stayed together because this experience changed you. So so tell folks what happened.
2: Okay, so in 2006, um, uh, I was with this girl named Mikey, and Mikey, uh, she was crazy, but um, I cheated on her with this with this other gal that I brought over to my drug dealer's house. My drug dealer told Mikey about me cheating on her, and from what I could tell, they devised a plan. They put battery acid in this pot that they gave me, and I smoked it, and I became paranoid, delusional, just out of control and um during this time when i was feeling the height of the problem which was i mean this this is permanent what they did to me was permanent and um i knew i had to go to church i knew i had to go to church and where we lived there's just down the street was this little church and i needed to go to church so bad i counted down the hours till church and um So Sunday came around. We go to church. And there's this preacher and um, deacon and whatnot. And I told them what was going on with me. And they said, well, you know, we'll give you an altar call uh, in the middle of service or at the end of service. Well, I went to the altar call. They put their hands upon me and they prayed. And I felt the power, the presence of God. It was like i can't explain it but every time i think about this i can feel it again you know what i'm saying like it's you don't forget this type of feeling and then from right there that point in my in my life things started fall back into play i got back together with krista we got a place together um you know uh You you got married yeah we got married um and uh everything just sort of fell into place. And I think it's because, you know, God interceded my life, you know, in a way that, I mean...
1: I want people to understand, so so you had all this drug addiction and, and sex abuse and 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 infidelity and, 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 and criminality I mean it was all a mess mm-hmm. and 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 you had this last experience where you have battery acid, which changed like it's one reason that your brain doesn 't work the way it used to or, or maybe even your speech mm-hmm. uh, your speech is it 's all been affected by that battery right. acid exactly right? exactly so so you were kind of um, disabled by what they did to you exactly it's permanent it's permanent in you, mm-hmm. and so when when you felt the presence of God, which nobody can explain, it's just it's it's too glorious to explain. But but He visited you in that church, and 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 I want other people to understand for the, for the for the hope of transformation for other people. Now a lot of us can pretend like we've got pretty little lives, but but everybody has a point where they need God so badly. So you got to that point, He came to you, you felt Him. What were the sentences you walked out of that church with? I know you were still paranoid, but how did you know that everything was going to change? How did you begin to make those changes where you got back together with your wife and and where you said, I'm, I'm going to change my life. I'm not going to do the drug thing anymore. I'm going to get help for my mental illness. Like, what was the thing about seeing God and feeling God in your life that changed it?
2: It was the pinnacle moment in my life. That feeling was just so strong. And I knew there was, you know, it's sort of like to live for God, you know, I mean, to live is for Christ, to die is gain. And that's, I mean, that message hit home to me so hard that day. Um, I knew I had to get back together with Kristen. I knew I had to raise Nathan. Who, whether other babies come, I knew I had to um, just stop living this crazy life Mm -hmm. you know time's ticking
1: yeah and he gave you the strength to do that yeah okay but it hasn't been without problems christian just i'm going to let you weigh in now and then i want to tell people how you got hope and help and how you're going to help other people because you did decide to live for god and now you're helping other people so so you're you're struggling with mental illness and now you have a son who's struggling
3: with mental illness describe that we have two okay we have two kids that struggle with mental illness so the youngest does not the youngest does not. Okay. So just
1: describe, just for 30 seconds,
3: wh- how does your mental illness manifest? Mine is anger. Okay. I have um, borderline personality, which is just anger.
1: Okay. And it comes out against the kids and against your husband? Um,
3: it just comes out against everybody. It just it's not, like, I don't go against anybody. It just comes out.
1: Okay. Is it kind of rage sometimes? Yeah. Okay. I mean... And are you regretful after you express it with you yeah okay I mean, so what 's happening with your two oldest kids
3: they're just in a state of disarray i mean they 're okay right now,
1: but your oldest has tried to kill your middle child right
3: in the in in the past a yeah. long time
1: ago yeah so so it's real like there there's there are men, there are mental it's illness real. problems oh, yeah. in your house so Tell me what you guys decided to do so that you can be a help to other people. You guys, you felt called by God. You both said, we're going to change our life. We're not doing this anymore. We're not doing infidelity. We're not leaving each other. We're going to stay together. You're not going to use drugs anymore. I, right? Um, so then how do you decide? we got to flip this and start helping other people.
2: So I, I came to this conclusion. Well, it wasn't me. I mean, it was God's sense. Mm-hmm. I'm only a, a tool, you know, mm-hmm. but that I should... Start a group uh for uh the mentally ill in a Christian manner, I thought that because of you know what happened to me, the same can happen to everyone else if it looks a little bit different or not yeah um, so I started a group um, at this place called the life center um that 's fifty eight o four South detura. Um, you have it memorized. Look at him; he's
1: got it memorized. I do have their phone number, so we're gonna we're gonna get people to be able to know how to get in touch oh, with okay, the life yeah, center. Yeah, yeah. So you started this mental illness support group, correct? Right. right. Yes. So what happens mm-hmm.
2: there? Um, we do uh, activities uh, that sort of help us express, you know, what's going on in our life, or we have uh, had uh, seminary people. Uh, this guy named Mauricio. He's talked about. Uh, stim- Uh, stigma. Um, A stigma of mental illness. Yeah.
1: You want to say something? No? Okay. And so people come in uh, with whatever stage or state of mental illness they have, and it's a safe place. It is a safe place, and we can talk about anything. And it's biblical instruction? Yes. Yes. And and have you seen people progress?
2: Uh, I have seen... um, We have progressed. Yeah.
3: You have progressed. Explain what that means. Um, Well, we just talk we open up and we feel better about ourselves
1: than you used to are you able to handle some of the strife better than you used to
2: yes
3: yes yes
1: okay okay so there's transformation in it yeah awesome okay so it's at the Life Center if people want to get involved I want you to know that uh, they want to hear from you so uh, it's 303 953-7180. 953-7180 it's the life center in Littleton they have all kinds of stuff to help families in crisis they have they have a ton of stuff from from legal aid to shelter to food to to counseling to to you know whatever you can name education yeah. yes. to get you ahead but they've also got you guys and you guys are there to help families individuals couples that are dealing with mental health struggles and and if their kids are dealing with mental health struggles it's an overall biblically based Christian love kind of group to help people face this and move and and, and like you guys be transformed so it's 303 953-7180, 303-953-7180. If they don't answer this weekend, if you're listening to this on Saturday, please know they'll be open on Monday, and they're open 9 to 5. But don't be shy about calling that. You can also find them at Um, LifeCenterLittleton.org. They're people who support Channel Mom, and I hope that you'll send somebody so they can be supported by the Life Center and by Steven and Kristen. I have to go, but God bless you. Thank you for telling your story. It was brave of you to tell it. I hope it's a blessing to people who listen today. So thanks, you guys. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. So timid.
2: What you, what, do you want to say anything else real quick? Just thank you for listening to the story, and um, God be with you.
1: Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening. God bless you. Please check us out at ChannelMom.com. You can be part of our ministries. You can receive help from us. You can donate to us so we can keep going. ChannelMom.com. Hey, if nobody's thanked you, Mom, I'm thanking you for all you do to raise your babies well. God bless you. Have a good weekend.
0: If you enjoy what you hear on Channel Mom Radio, and if you believe the media should be doing more to support moms and encourage families, then why don't you come alongside the efforts of Channel Mom? We'd like to offer you our partner package today. We'll send you a Channel Mom's Best Tips for Moms, as well as a beautiful bling t-shirt when you sign up to be a partnering monthly donor at ChannelMom.com. We live in a world that demeans the importance of moms and belittles the value of family. Research shows the family is breaking down in America. But Channel Mom aims to stop the family breakdown, starting with the moms.